What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Betting with Babies. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd, and it's week 12 of the NFL season. We are back, coming off another solid week where our free plays stayed red hot. We cashed five of six of the free plays we posted on the page last week, and the VIPs are coming off a big NFL Sunday, cashing three of our VIP picks. We are ready to ride this momentum into the new week. We've got a great show planned for today. We're going to break down our best bets of week 12, rank our top touchdown scorers, give out the tips for balancing babies and bets during the holiday season, and much, much more. Before we get into that, we've got the team that helps you balance your babies and bets, Mr. No Days Off and Maddie Stats. How are we doing, gentlemen? Oh, I'm still riding the uh, the Tua high, you know, being rated for the third, maybe fourth consecutive week, number one quarterback in the league. I, I'm, I'm, it's this nervousness of, you know, when that other shoe will drop. Being a Dolphins fan, I, I'm just waiting for it. Hopefully it doesn't happen. I'm so excited, though. We got the Texans this week, put up another 35, 40 points. Maddie, how you doing? I'm doing good, but I'm getting nervous about this NFC East. The rest of the Cowboys schedule is looking tough. We've got to play the nine and one Eagles. We got the seven. We got to play game two against the Giants. They're seven and three, which I'm not that worried about that game. And then the Commanders are six and five. I never thought I. I was shocked when I saw that this week. They I'm just like slowly. Guy. They slowly crept up into a six and five. And the laughing stock of the league, the division everybody thought would be the worst. Turns out to be the toughest division in football. In the AFC, AFC East. Yeah, the AFC East. But you have the AFC East on the other side. Um, for you, Teddy, you know, for Tua staying in the number one spot, it's good to have a buy. I'll say that. You know, a couple more buys, maybe he'll stay in that spot. But now that he's back to football, I expect him to come down a little bit. And for you, Matt, I agree. I mean, the Cowboys had a great win this week, but they have one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. Commanders are not a team you want to see right now. No, but they get to play on a short week and Thanksgiving. Uh, so we'll see how that game goes. I am coming off of maybe my lowest point of the year, uh, being at Gillette this week, watching the Jets fold with five seconds left, giving up a punt return, um, having to deal with the Patriots fans all day before the game, during the game, after the game, at work, people coming out of the woodworks. Uh, but I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm going to use that momentum and ride the waiver and go right into this week. So let's go into our recap from last week, starting with our touchdown scores. We hit three of five, so we weren't able to catch the big parlay. But again, if you bet our TD score as a singles, which I know a lot of our followers do, another profitable week. Jonathan Taylor scored a touchdown. Saquon Barley, Barkley could not get in. Devontae Adams, two at touchdowns on the day. Dalvin Cook did not get in, and Austin Eckler went back to his normal self, getting in the end zone. For pod picks... Teddy took the Bengals, got back on the win train. They covered their spread against the Steelers. I took my Jets, took a bad loss. Don't want to talk about it anymore. And Maddie took the Saints and got a win up against the Rams. So let's get into our week 12 picks. This is where we give you our best bets of the week. And the current standings are this. Maddie stats, number one, five, four, and two. 
I'm sitting at number two at five, five, and one. And Mr. No Day's off is currently at the bottom at five and six. And you do not want to finish in last place. So we're going to need these picks this week. Start with the first game on the board. Bucks at Browns. Teddy, what do we got? Well, Maddie's a stats guy. So Maddie, talk to me. All right. So we got 75% of the cash and 81% of the tickets on the Bucks. This one opened up at Cleveland plus three and moved to plus 3.5 on Monday. Brady, who has been less than excellent this year, has been trending upwards throughout the season as he's put his personal issues behind him and has turned in a PFF grade of 72.5 and a 79.4 in the last two weeks against two very legit defenses. This week is the last week of Jacoby Brissett, who has put up a respectable 82 PFF grade over the course of the season and is somehow has a higher passer grade from a clean pocket than Brady this season. In the trenches, Cleveland brings in a huge advantage offensively with a 23% advantage against the pass and another 20% advantage against the run. Brady will be coming in off a bye week where he typically performs very well as both sides of the team are getting healthy. Additionally, he seems to be completely unaffected by this whole FTX thing where he reportedly lost $45 million and was the main spokesman for one of the biggest frauds in American history. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you think about this game, knowing how much you hate Brady, Teddy, and all those stats. What do we got? Well, first, I just want to recognize that Jacoby Brissett is a better rating than Brady from a clean pocket. That's pretty crazy. Now, uh, I'm currently in last place, and we all have five wins, though. So it's anybody's game. I need to use my head, not my heart. I'm going with Brady. He's trending upwards. For the past two weeks, you guys have said Brady's back. I'm not going to say he's back, but he's going to beat the Browns, and he's going to do it by more than three. I'll take the Bucks. Lock in the Bucks on the road. Teddy is taking Tom Brady. I never thought that I would see the day, but we're going to lock it in because he needs a win and he knows who to count on when he needs a win. Let's go to the second game on the board. This one's mine since I'm currently sitting in second place. And we are heading to New York where the Bears take on the New York Jets. Maddie, what do the stats say? All right, so we got 73% of the cash and 51% of the tickets on the Jets. This line's been all over the place this week, opening up at minus 3.5 before dropping to minus 6, then settling in at minus 4.5. In the trenches, the Jets' offensive line brings a huge advantage with a plus 21% against the pass rush and an even larger plus 30% advantage against the pass. The Jets' wide receivers also are expected to overmatch the Bears' secondary, with Garrett Wilson bringing in a 90.3 matchup advantage and Corey Davis bringing in an equally impressive 86.9 matchup advantage. The question to me is, how do the Jets respond after last week's loss, where they averaged 2.77 inches per play in the second half and a potential Zach Wilson benching on the horizon? Are we going to see Mike White by halftime? Sala said that they're not committed to him. Does that mean he's still starting, Amato? What's the inside scoop there? Yeah, so Zach Wilson will be the starting quarterback this week. What the coach is saying there is it's now or never for you, Zach Wilson. We've got a team that we believe can win, and the window in the NFL is short, as we all know. So you're going to be out there. We need everyone to know you're on the hot seat. 
It's now or never, and I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't go well this week. If we lose this game, he's definitely out of there. Um, but I don't even think even if we win and it's it's a defensive win, he could be sitting on the bench after that. So he needs to really come in and establish himself. And I think they bounce back really well. Maddie had the stats there. Our offense should dominate this game. Our defense should be able to slow down the Bears. Run game, Justin Fields is questionable. We all know where I'm going with this pick for two reasons. One, I always ride with my Jets. And two, we don't bet the Bears on this podcast. And we've proven that over and over again. Give me the Jets minus four at home as my official pick. That's just a disaster. That's a disaster waiting to happen. Doubling down on all of my emotions here. You might be tripling down. Is this three straight weeks of the Jets? No, it's two. I just I just checked. It's still like two. Two straight weeks of the Jets. This is the one. Um Lock me in for that second. Uh, lock me in for the my official pick with the Jets. Let's send it over to Maddie. We got the third game. Uh, what do we got? All right, Bengals versus Titans minus one and a half. Bengals versus Titans minus one and a half with the Bengals as favored on the road. Interesting. So we got fifty-two percent of the cash and twenty-seven percent of the tickets on the Bengals this week. This one opened up at the Bengals minus one and a half and hasn't moved all week. Jamar Chase began practicing this week and may play, which would change the outlook of this offense. Burrow was turning in another elite season after a rough start to the season and turned in a PFF grade above 90 in three out of his four last games. If Chase plays, the Bengals will hold a significant advantage over the Tennessee secondary. In the trenches, the Titans will have a significant disadvantage with a minus 23% against the pass and minus 22% against the run. One thing to note is Tanny is coming off his best performance of the season against the Packers, where he put up an 85 PFF grade. So who are you picking, Matt? I am going with the Bengals. Um, I feel like they're trending up. I like where the money is. I like where the cash is. And I really like to see what this offense looks like with Jamar Chase. So if he play, I mean, I'm locking this in one way or the other, but if we get the upside of Chase coming in here, I feel like this line might move a bit. This game makes me a little nervous. Um, I'm not touching the game personally. The Titans are coached well. <laughs> they win in spite of having an incredibly average quarterback in Ryan T- Tannehill. And they win on defense and a run game. So it, they, it makes me a little nervous. Amato, what do you think about this game? I love this pick from Matt. I think this is the stinkiest line of all the lines. If you look at this, there's no reason why the Titans should be giving points at home against the Bengals, right? So it's telling you, Vegas is telling you what's about to happen. They're telling you the Bengals are a better team than the Titans. They're going to beat them and cover the spread. Lock in the Bengals, although Teddy doesn't agree, shaking his head. We're both on the Bengals. Lock that in for Maddie's official pick, minus one and a half. All right, so recap for week 12. Teddy's on the Bucks minus three. I'm taking the Jets, minus four. Maddie's got the Bengals, minus one and a half. We're getting down to crunch time, boys. Only a few weeks left. Need these wins. Let's jump right into our touchdown scores. This is where we rank our top touchdown scores for the week. With three games on Thursday, we've got limited selection. So we're going to give you our top touchdown scores, starting with number one. Teddy, who do we got? The game we just talked about, 
King Henry versus the Bengals. Maddie. All right. We love Derrick Henry this week. He has come. I mean, he's always been alive, but he's very much come on in the past couple weeks. He's getting 77% of the rush attempts and 92% of the inside the five work. And he loves scoring touchdowns. And when he does, he sometimes even scores two, maybe three. I think he threw one last week. Derrick Henry's all over the field. He did throw one. He looked like Tim Tebow out there. He did a little jump pass on the one-yard line. That's cool. And he waited late on that, too. He was, like, very close. He was up in the air. I mean, it was it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, they practiced that play a lot. And back to your point earlier, Teddy, they're just really well coached. Like, that's a team that's got – they've built a really good culture there. They know how to win football games, and they play tough. Uh, so lock in Derrick Henry as our number one touchdown score. The TD King is back. That brings us to our number two. Who do we got this week? Tyreek Hill versus the Texans. Matty? All right. So we got 32% of the targets, 41% of the air yards, and 20% of the end zone targets. I love Tyreek Hill. Really opens up that offense. And the Texans are a bad team. Potentially on their third coach in three years by the end of the season. You know what? Don't get me started. Lovey was set up to fail. This is complete BS. He was set up to fail. They kept Davis Mills. They they gave him no weapons at all. They kept Brandon Cooks. That's it. But they gave him no weapons. I think it's not since they're going to fire him at the end of the season, so they get offensive coach in for the rookie quarterback. It it was it was set up. I didn't, I don't like it. I, I was going to say it wasn't as big of a setup as the coach before him because at least he knew that Deshaun Watson was never going to be his quarterback. Like, I feel like the coach before him went in there thinking he was going to have a stud quarterback for the next 10 years, never played a game. Yeah, true. But, like, that's something that he can't control, I guess, right? Like, that was just Deshaun Watson messing up. Like, Lovey, the front office had control over the lack of talent that they got him. Lovey knew signing up that he was going through a a rebuild. He was going to be a transition coach there. And, And he's not, yeah, and he is not seeing the other side of that transition. No, and unfortunately, he's just had a tough go at it with the, the teams he's he's been a head coach for the last last few outings for him. So, but I'm not going to lose too much sleep for Lovey. He's going to get twenty million dollars for coaching one season when he would most likely never got a chance to head coach again. So he's going to get a twenty million dollar golden parachute, carry some water for a season. I'll take it. Yeah, I'd yeah. do it. That's the price for sitting in front of a team every week, sit in front of a group of men in the locker room, and just after a loss that was the thing i was going back to thinking about what it was like being the jets head coach after that loss last week you sit in front of the locker room before you get on the road and travel back to new york those are the days you earn your paycheck lovey in this case has to do it every single week pay that man and then get out of town all right lock in Tariq Hill, number two touchdown scorer for all the reasons um if only they had a quarterback that could throw him the ball and he could run onto it he'd be in here every week Let's go to number three touchdown score. I'll take this one. He's one of our favorites. We've got Nick Chubb going up against the Bucks. Maddie, what does that say? All right. So getting 58% of the carries and 65% of the inside the five work. Cleveland's offensive line also has a 20% advantage against the run this week. Yeah, he's he's excellent. He's one of our dudes. He's one of our main guys. Yep. For all those reasons, lock in Nick Chubb at number three. That brings us to number four, who's another favorite on the podcast. We've got, who do we got? Austin Eckler. 
on the season, he's getting 53% of the rush attempts, again, which is low, but 21% of the targets. So you're getting that wide receiver running back combo there. Austin Eckler is a monster. Monster, love it. You know, the Chargers are not winning games. They find themselves at 5-5 five and five and a tough schedule to end the season. We like them to lean on Austin Eckler and get in the end zone this week. So we love him at number four. That brings us to number five. This guy has been finding the end zone for us big time. We've got Devontae Adams going up against Seattle. Maddie, what do the stats say? All right. So 31% target share, 42% of the inside the five work, and 55% of the play action targets. Not only that, did you see what he did to Patrick Sertain to win the game last week? Just just dirty. On a, just put him on a whole other planet. Put him on roller skates, as they would say. He completely had him go in the opposite direction. He could have crawled into the end zone. Didn't um, I think he leads to the league with nine touchdowns, right? <laughs> nine re- receiving touchdowns. I'm gonna I think that's right. That. He's had a lot of multi-touchdown games. Um, he hasn't scored for us every time we've put him on the pod, but when he does score, he typically goes in a few times. Wow. Uh, so Kelsey with eleven because he scored three, but Devontae Adams second with ten touchdowns on the season and Love Carr's going to keep looking his way so we have no we have no concerns there yep and so just like last week reminder when we post this pick if you're listening to the podcast now early in the week wait for the post on sunday in case things change in case we decide to shrink the parlay down a bit uh, but we do have our t- number six touchdown score at least based on our rankings we've got aj brown maddie what do we like aj this week all right, so he's averaging 28% of the targets on the season, and he gets a whopping 58% of the end zone targets. He's also seen a bit of an uptick in volume with Goddard being out. Mm, that was a big loss for the Eagles with Goddard going out, but we like him getting the additional targets. But overall, as the Eagles, are we feeling like the Eagles are still the best team in the NFC East? Yes. I, I feel like they're on notice, right? Like, they barely beat a Colts team that's not good. But uh, Jeff Saturday's excellent and experienced. I mean, he he beat the Raiders, but that's not very difficult. And they barely beat the Colts. So I think the shine is coming off on the Eagles. I think the NFL's adjusting to the rush heavy offense. Uh, I think it's just gonna be interesting. I'm excited for the second game. I feel like we didn't get a piece of them in the first game. We didn't have Dak. We see this happen all the time. It's amazing how quick defenses in the NFL can adjust. I mean, all of a sudden you see things, it's like they're unstoppable, and then you get a little bit of tape on them, and you settle in, you realize what needs to happen, changes everything. Yeah, I think they say, wait six weeks, I think, for like a rookie quarterback, because then they start taking away everything that they like to do, and then the rookie quarterback has to adjust, take that next step in the maturation process. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, you just need a couple weeks of film. Haven't been able to stop the Dolphins yet, but let's see if that's coming. No, we'll see if that's coming. Uh, But for this case, we like A.J. Brown to get in the end zone and round out our top six touchdown scores for this week. Let's do a quick recap. We've got Derrick Henry at number one, Tariq Hill at two, Nick Chubb at three, Austin Eckler at four, Devontae Adams at five, and A.J. Brown at six. Let's get into our dad zone. Welcome to the dad zone. 
This is where we talk about life balancing babies and bets. And as we get into the holidays, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got travel plans, lots going on. What's happening as in the dad zone this week? What is happening in the dad zone? Well, we're going to get a lot of family time. We're going to get a lot of um, off the routines. You know, we, we set up our kids with routines and now they're going to, with the travel and the, all the families and stuff and the lack of naps maybe. So it's going to be some, uh, some challenging times. Also going to be some really fun times with the cousins and, you know, uncles and aunts, right? Any tips there for balancing that whole situation? You just got to power through, right? I mean, I feel like that's the best thing to do. I feel like ants are the secret weapon. Excuse me? Ants are the secret weapon. Like the ants, like they just make it very easy for you on Thanksgiving because they just want the kid the whole day. Yeah, that's a valid point. And I agree with that too. They want their few hours with a kid and you want to give them a few hours so you can have a few hours to drink a couple beers and watch a a few games. Yeah, he's going to come back loaded up on sugar with a couple bad behaviors. But, you know, give him to the ants for a couple (laughs) hours. It'll be fine. They will absolutely give them whatever they want however much sugar and there'll be no consequences for the behaviors they say they do. Yeah. And I think for the dads out there, especially the ones who have younger kids, I think you got to lower your standards this week a little bit, right? You're going to be in someone else's home. Most likely you're going to be staying up a little later than normal. You got to lower your standards a little bit. Don't be too uptight and let it ruin your whole weekend. I know that game. Yes, you do. This is a weekend where you can really shine. Keep those standards low. Uh, but keep the kids out of trouble. Yeah. Um, I personally am not looking forward to my first time taking all three kids out of the house. Got a four-hour drive, uh, and like just packing and fitting everything in the car is like a challenge of itself. And then thinking about what bedtime is going to look like—not much fun. The packing, all of the stuff that like you don't need, is the part that gets me every time. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm like when you is. travel, you travel as if like you're going to live somewhere, yeah. and like you just like you don't travel with what you need, right? It's like it, this weird thing. You bring so much stuff. Yeah, it's so hard to anticipate like what what they're gonna need and like if it, how many sets of clothes and the food and this you know the specific food, especially if you got a picky kid who doesn't eat. Like then you got to pack all this extra stuff. Oh. Can't wait, Seth. Sounds great. Sounds great. That's why, oh, that is oh. why they put three football games on Thanksgiving, so that well, we have a I'm, little bit of distraction. Well, that made me a little bit sad, but I'm going to bring it up here. I'm very excited for Thanksgiving. Uh, my kids are really into cooking and all of that kind of stuff. I'm the cook in the household. So we got a lot of things coming in. Got a pumpkin pie on the way. Going to do some stuffing. Got a whole bunch of stuff. Teaching a kid what a charcuterie board is. We got all sorts of good stuff going. They're all excited to get involved in that. So um, I'm excited to like have somebody to participate in because I've been doing that on my own for years. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. And those are the good moments to look forward to uh, and the memories that will last a long time. Are you – where are you going, Matt? You stay at your house? You going to in-laws? Uh, going to the in-laws. So, uh, yeah. You cook there? Uh, I do a lot of the, uh, satellite cooking as I call it. So I don't have any of the main items, but I get a lot of side dishes and stuff that I'm involved in. I like that. Sides are where it's at. Oh yeah. Sides are where it's at. Turkey's over. Turkey's eh. Yeah. Turkey's eh. You know, you get a little dark meat, but you really go in for the sides. 
Makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, for this week, as with dads, we expect there, as you can tell on this podcast, a lot of complaining this week from the dads, uh, a lot of traveling, a lot of being outside of your comfort zone. So we decided to put together a compelling list of our top dad complaints that you're probably going to come across at some point over the next few days. So we'll start with our top dad complaint, given the fact that a lot of people travel during the holidays. You're probably going to hear a lot of complaints around the price of gas. And I know there's one person on this podcast who can't stand people who complain about gas. No. Maddie, what are your thoughts on gas people? No, it's an elastic cost. You, It doesn't matter what it is. You still got to get from point A to point B and you're going to pay it. So just like shut up and stop whining. And let me tell you, if you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm going to go to a different gas station across town so I could save four cents a gallon times 15, like congrats, bro. You saved 78 cents. My dad would literally go three towns over to save five cents. Yes. He would spend more driving to three towns over than he would if he just went near our house. And that was done often, like probably every every fill up. Yeah. And that explains why you can't do math. Because if you do the math, that makes no sense. I yeah. can do math. It's <laughs> somebody else on this podcast who can't do math. Yeah, we don't have to get into that. Let's get into the price of gas. You expect to hear that complaint, but there's a few other ones. It's not the only one. The price of everything pretty much when you're on the road is something a dad can complain yeah. about throughout the stops. Um, any lights that might be left on in a room, even if it's not their house, expect some complaining about that. Um, barking dogs could be something that's complaining recently that ended up on our list traffic traffic is going to be a big one especially if you're traveling tomorrow i mean i don't know about you guys but i cannot stand sitting in traffic it doesn't make sense to me traffic what time are you leaving amato are you doing like the 10 o'clock leave i you know in the theme of lowering expectations i set a target at 2 p.m but i i who 2 knows p.m try to get on the road a little bit early Right in the thick of it right there. Yeah. I mean, it gets at least gets me the kids to where I'm going with a little bit of time to spend before bedtime. But you're not even – so you're not even count, like factoring in nap time for them? Well, they would nap in the car. There's no way I'm getting out at 2, 2 p.m. I mean, really, it's probably like 8 p.m. 4, 4, right, right during rush hour. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those yeah. things tonight you got to think of, like, what can you do to set yourself up to get up? Yeah. Not record a podcast for the last hour. I could definitely be doing something that would get me out of the house sooner tomorrow. But I chose this podcast over leaving on time tomorrow. So expect me to complain about the traffic. Potholes, something you might hear complaining about. These roads are awful. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, you might be in someone's house. You might be having a drink. There could be too much ice in your drink. Maybe not enough ice in your drink. Something, something we've all heard before. I make before. my own drinks. Someone, I really don't let people make drinks for me. I'll, I'll handle that drink because you know what? I'll control, you know, my 50-50 pour or however I feel like doing it, you know? Yep. Yep. Times others spend getting dressed. That's something dads like to complain about as well. So, I, you know. I could say a lot about that. We'll, we'll keep it moving, but I got a lot to say about that. We're saying these things out loud. So, you know, if you hear them now, maybe they're not as big of a complaint when they happen over the next couple of days. Another one is eyesores, which we thought of a couple different examples. But, you know, you drive by houses and they just haven't cut their lawn or raked their leaves. We like to complain about random things that have no impact on our life. Like, damn, they really need to rake their leaves. And that'll piss me off for like hours. 
Wait, let's go around. What's the number one thing that you remember growing up that your dad complained about? I'll go first while you guys are thinking. <laughs> oh, man. Outside of lights, that was amazing, Matt. Outside of lights being left on, my dad, he watches every football game on TV, and nothing gets my dad more riled up than a missed tackle. My dad will literally scream at the TV and get like upset, like visibly upset when there is a missed tackle on TV. And it could be Division II football, Division I football, NFL, XFL. It doesn't matter. He's going to watch it. If there's football on a television, he will watch it, whether it's current, live, from 30 years ago. But God help you if you miss a tackle. He will get upset. Amato, what about you? For me, it's got to be head coaches. Just head coaches in general. I've heard my dad complain about every head coach I've ever had in any sport that I've ever played. There's been something terribly wrong about what my head coach's decision or what they've said. So head coaches. And then watching him, observing him watch sports over the years, how many times he's wanted to fire the Packers head coach. I mean, Mike McCarthy and Mike Holmgren, all of those coaches, he wanted them out years before they actually left the Packers. Uh, so for me, it's head coaches. Got to be the number one complaint I've heard in my life. Well, those are three head coaches, tackles, and himself. <laughs> three excellent, excellent complaints. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. I think that wraps it up. What do you think, boys? Yeah, that wraps up another great episode. This is week 12. I uh, can't believe we're this far along, but we've got our best bets for the week, our touchdown scores, and tips for this holiday weekend. Be safe out there. As always, whether you follow or fade, we hope you make some cash. We'll see you next week. Peace.